You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 268 with Norma Joyce Dougherty. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Norma on the show today. Um, Before we get into that, um, you probably have noticed if you've been listening for the past few weeks that I haven't had a guest on the show um, in a while. Um, I did the replay last week because I think that um, women, especially moms, struggle with feeling not good enough. So I thought that would be a great episode. Um, But really, um, since becoming a life coach, um, I realize a lot of people are kind of like, what is a life coach? What do they do? And not all of them are created equal. And so for those of you that are not familiar, I went um, and got certified as a life coach as well as a weight loss coach. Um, The work that I do and help my clients is the same work that I did on myself back in 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds. And it isn't just weight loss stuff though. It really has changed the way that I think about things, the way um, just going about my life. Um, I feel like I'm such a different person than I was a few years ago and and for the better. And so that's what I really help my clients with. So I've been doing more episodes to kind of share what I have learned and kind of what I coach on and stuff like that. So it gives people kind of an idea of what I work on with um, moms. And one of the things that I work on with with moms is not just weight loss, um, self-confidence and um, not feeling like you're good enough and perfectionism. And so this is one of the reasons why I wanted Norma to come on. Um, with it approaching Christmas, um, I really loved her story because not only is she going to talk about how she uh, battled, like, you know, dealing with perfectionism and how it really is damaging and um, how it shows up, but how becoming a Christian at 44 really changed her life. And we talk about religion versus having a relationship with um, Jesus Christ. And so I don't talk about this a ton, um, mainly because my my podcast isn't just Christian-based. Um, but if you've heard episodes in the past, you would know that I am a Christian. I have a lot of Christians on the show, um, but it isn't just a Christian podcast because I do want to have other people come on um, and share their wisdom and their journeys and stuff like that so that you guys can benefit from them. But with it approaching Christmas, it is so easy to get tied up in the busyness and the hustle. That's some of the things that, you know, talking with my clients, they're just so stressed out that they can't even enjoy Christmas approaching because their to-do list is so long. They want everything to be perfect. They want to be the perfect mom. They want to, you know, have the house beautifully decorated. And then we almost forget what Christmas is about. And even though this is not a Christmas episode, it reminds you why we even celebrate Christmas. It is because of Jesus Christ. It's because he was born that we celebrate Christmas. And I just wanted you guys to hear Norma's story um, and how she found a relationship with Jesus at 44 and that it's never too late. I know so many people think like, I'm too old for whatever. And and you could easily just think you're too old um, to have a relationship with Jesus. And I want you to know that it's never too late and um, that you can have hope in that. And so I hope you guys really do enjoy this episode. Um, I hope it slows you down a little bit for the holidays to really just remember why we are celebrating Christmas. And so feel free to share this with your friends who could resonate to this. Um, if you have friends that are not Christians and 
um, you think this episode could serve them or kind of just, I don't know, um, give them a different perspective. I would love for you to share that with them. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go to the show. Norma, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Amber, I am thrilled to be on the show with you today, and I'm really excited to be talking to your young mom's audience. I think it's wonderful. I'm excited too. Um, Okay, so Norma, I like to start off my show with icebreakers, and um, I do switch my questions up, but I wanted to ask you uh, this question. What is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? And this could be really young, like as a young girl, it could be in your 20s, it could be before. Um, before you became a mom, it could even be 10 years ago. Um, Is there anything that stands out to you that, you know, you wish you could have told your younger self that might have helped, you know, experience less pain or whatever, or enjoy your life better? Does anything stand out? Yes, exactly. Amber, I would tell myself uh, to stop hanging on to guilt, shame, failures, and to use all of those for stepping stones toward becoming a better person. The other thing that's part of that is to stop pursuing perfection. Mm. And I want to get into that topic a little bit more as we go along. But that's what I would tell my younger self. Just release yourself, enjoy life and find the joy and, and the peace that God offers in it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you quickly um, about that. Do you feel like that kind of held you prisoner for a while, like the guilt and the shame and stuff like that? Is that why that kind of comes to your mind? Did you battle with that? Oh, yes, yes. uh, The biggest thing that I battled with with, was my pursuit of perfection. Uh, After uh, I want to get back to uh, how this all started for me and kind of set the stage for you a little bit. I grew up in uh, Prince Edward Island, Canada, on a farm with nine brothers and sisters. And while we were a very poor family, we were also a very hardworking family. Mm. So there were seven girls and three boys in our family, and uh, I used to spend a lot of my free time because we didn't have indoor plumbing or electricity or any of that as young kids. I even went to a two-room schoolhouse, mm. but uh, it's kind of like a little house, little on, house the on the prairie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but uh, the thing that I did as a young girl is I read an awful lot of fairy tales until they actually became my reality, and I believed that I would find happily ever after. Well, by pursuing this vision and this reality in my head, one day this reality, this fantasy actually became a true reality because I started winning beauty pageants and at, at, a, uh, at the age of 17. And then I went on to win a national beauty pageant and I was in four internationals and traveling all around the world. Mm. So here wow. this world opened up for me, this amazing world of fame and fortune and attention, you know, just uh, I was bringing national and international attention to the small farming community where I lived, this small farming and fishing village. And, uh, and it was an awful lot of pressure for me, but it was only for one year. Mm. And, and so Amber, for the whole year that I was involved in all of these pageants, the further and further I went into the pageants, the further and further I traveled, it just took me further and further away from my home, from my family, from a sense of belonging. And I started asking myself these questions, who am I, where do I belong, and what is my purpose in life? 
And I couldn't find answers to those questions in uh, in my marriage, in my job that I took on, in, and I couldn't even find answers to those questions uh, in within myself. So I was creating, trying to create this perfect life for my family and my home. And I know a lot of young moms do this. They want. They want their children in the best schools. They want them to behave the best when they're out in public. And so we put this extreme pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Um, Some girls do, some don't. uh, But I find that a lot of people do that. Do you agree with that, Amber? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I talk about a lot um, and just that, you know, perfection can really paralyze you. And um, I just... Yeah, you know, so I, I'm a life coach and I am, and I have an emphasis on weight loss. I, I lost over 50 pounds in 2019. And um, wow. for sure, for sure, what did not take place is I was not perfect. And so when I coach my clients, which are moms, that's one thing that I really work on with them is they don't have to be perfect to get to their goals. Like it really is just progress and, um, you know, just doing something. Sometimes I think people are kind of like, I'm just going to do all or nothing. You know, and then and then they pick nothing and then and then they don't make any progress. Yes. Well, one thing that helped to set me free from Mm -hmm. that was, okay, I stopped chasing and pursuing perfection. Mm -hmm. But I decided what I wanted to do is strive for excellence. Mm. As if whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it for the Lord. Mm. And that striving for excellence and doing my very best is uh, it set me free. Mm. You know, it set me free from other people's opinion and from my own, uh, you know, judgment, that voice in my head that was saying, you you can never be good enough and, and all of that type of thing. So it is about progress and it is about doing the very best you can. And I actually share this with my grandchildren, um, you know, because they are at the ages now where they're in the school systems mm-hmm. and you know, there's people bullying them or they're comparing themselves to other people all the time and they're on the social media and they want the perfect pictures and the perfect life image that my life is perfect. Look at me, I'm at this party and you're not. You know, so there's all this conflict that keeps going on in our hearts and in our heads, constantly beating at us. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that's awesome that um, your grandkids have you to kind of go to and, and have you kind of also as a mentor. So let's talk about that really quick. So how about you tell us your full name, uh, where you live now, how many kids you have, and feel free to tell us how many grandkids you have as well. Oh, sure. Uh, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. My full name is Norma Joyce Dougherty. And, um, I have one daughter, a son-in-law and two grandchildren. And my granddaughter just turned 17 and my grandson is going to be 15 in February. So they are uh, teenagers, of course. And um, actually, uh, they do have me as a mentor, but they they listen more to their own mom than they do to me. That Really? That's, <laughs> that's usually not the case. A lot of times they skip the parent and then go to somebody else. <laughs> oh, my daughter's fabulous with Aww. them. She has an amazing relationship. Oh, well, that's and amazing. You know, 
And you know, one thing that I think really helped was she never strived for that perfection that mm. I kind of, I kind of instilled that in myself and I made, I think I drove her crazy. So she, she, learned, <laughs> she went away from it. <laughs> yeah, she learned not to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that is really great that the, uh, she has a good relationship, especially as them being teenagers. So um, yeah. that's a testament to you of you being her mother as well. So um, <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, Norma, you gave us a little bit of a background um, of your story. Um, is there more that you would like to share with us? Kind of like how you got to where you are today. Like, um, you know, you know, I always kind of have people just share with us, like, you know, how are they on this podcast? Like what, what led them to like do the work that they're doing? Um, and, you know, what are you up to kind of now? And then we'll jump into the interview. Okay. Um well, I actually uh, came out of the beauty pageant world and got married and had a child, as I mentioned. And our marriage did not work out because, as I was saying, neither one of us really knew who we are. My husband came out of the Vietnam War era. He was uh, dealing with PTSD, and I was dealing with the pageant world and coming out of that. And so we were struggling and uh, our marriage broke up. But over the years, I, I remarried and I uh, was still struggling, Amber, to find what was missing in my life. There was always this emptiness in my heart, this void that I could never fill. And one day I was on an airplane um, with another lady and uh, she could tell that I was mixed up and confused about different things in life. And she said to me that she was with a ministry. It was a women's ministry and it was evangelical. And I had to ask her what the word evangelical meant because I didn't even know, even though I had gone to church all my life, I didn't know some of these things. And as this woman was explaining uh, that evangelical was how we share the gospel with one another, with sharing how Christ came to this earth and the meaning of his coming and what his coming meant for us and how it could change our lives. Well, at first, I really didn't believe anything that she was saying. How could uh, we, as mere human beings, have a relationship with Christ. This is what she was telling me. And I didn't quite understand that, but she kept in calling me on the phone and encouraging me to look into the scriptures. And so I did. One day I opened the scriptures to uh, Jeremiah 33.3, and it was like a personal invitation from God for me to uh, get to know him because it read, Call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And I had to admit that I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know about God. I didn't know uh, things that I needed to know. I was actually biblically illiterate, and mm. I don't mind confessing that at all. Mm. And, uh, you know, you go to church as a young girl, and you pick up a few things that tell us that you have to be good. Mm. Well, what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to follow the rules? And and what does it mean to have a relationship with Christ? So as I started studying and learning, I remember coming across two things that really stood out to me about relationship, Amber. And one was uh, Jesus saying, I stand at the door 
of your heart and I knock. And those who open the door will, I will come in and I will dine with you or sup with you. And to me, that meant friendship. Mm. That meant relationship. And so that was one thing. And the other thing was he was sitting with his disciples one day talking with them. And he said, I no longer call you servant. I call you friend. Mm -hmm. These were invitations to me to become a friend with Christ and to learn what it means to have that beautiful relationship with him. And, um, so many wonderful things have happened. I could go on and on and on about it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love that. And uh, Norma, were you were referencing Jeremiah as that verse? I didn't catch what um, it verse was that was. Jeremiah thirty three three. Yes, okay. call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things yes. that you do not know. Yes, I love that. Um, I would love, so I'm going to go in reverse order actually, um, of what I was going to ask you the questions. I would love, um, you were saying that you have lots of stories. So I would love to hear, I would love to hear a story that stands out to you. And then I also wanted to ask you this because if people are listening and they're on the fence, um, with becoming a believer, you know, and, and accepting Jesus and they're just kind of like, I don't know, you know, people talk about this and, um, I do feel like I'm a Christian I, and I'm not sure, you know, kind of like we were saying, like you went to church and all that, but kind of, did you have a relationship? Um, I wanted to ask you at what age did you, um, become a believer? Because I think it's easy for people to be like, well, if I didn't grow up that way, it's kind of too late for me. And, um, you know, there's not really hope and I don't really know, um, if no, it matters. So yeah, I want you to, I would love for you to share, uh, your age. And then if you have a story that kind of stands out that you, you think the moms would resonate with, I would love to hear it. Yes. Uh, I was age 44, uh, when I was on the airplane with that lady that to- told me about having a relationship with Christ. And, uh, and when I also, when I read the scripture verse, uh, Jeremiah 33 and, uh, after I, read that, Amber, and started realizing that God had many things he wanted to teach me, I got into small group Bible studies. And while in small group Bible studies, I learned that when we actually, as a believer, someone who's been going to church all their life, like I was, and don't really know if they are a true, authentic believer, um, I asked the Lord, to show me that I was a true believer. And he tells us in his word that he sends us the Holy Spirit to indwell us, to witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Mm -hmm. And when I asked for that um, indwelling, um, it changed my whole life. And I want to speak to the young moms out there What happens when you give your heart to Christ and he comes and indwells your heart and fills it? You have the fruit of the spirit. And these there are nine fruits and I can name them off. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. 
And when we are going through all of our life's issues and we're pursuing perfection and we're trying to make the best for our family, we run out of patience. We run out of love. Our joy is uh, dissipates a bit for us from time to time. But we can draw on these fruits today. Pick something that you need. Do you need patience with your children? Are you yelling at them or screaming at them? What is your home life like? Is it peaceful? Is it joyful? These, uh, this relationship with Christ changes us in ways that we uh, find, I find, to be very beautiful. It changes our home life. It changes our children. It changes our hearts. I love that. And I think that's so important to note because I, I think we've talked about this um, early before we started recording. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit about um, your previous experience of being in a church and you didn't realize, you know, when you, when you met the lady and she mentioned being an evangelical Christian um, and then realizing like, oh, okay, that looks kind of different than what you grew up or what you were doing maybe before that in regards to what is the difference between religion um, and then having a relationship with Christ. I I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think I just mentioned the difference uh, between religion and relationship. When when I was going to church and the religion part was we memorized Psalm 23, we mm. learned the Lord's Prayer, we, you know, we yeah. uh, learned the ten, ten Commandments, and we try to follow all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, the things of the world come in on us. Like for me, it was the beauty pageants and always wondering, am I good enough or am I beautiful enough? And all those kinds of things were were coming in on me. And I was remembering a couple of things that my mother had taught us girls. There were seven girls in our family. And uh, when we would be primping in the mirror or saying mirror, mirror on the whole wall, who's the fairest <laughs> one of all, she she would say with a raised eyebrow, well, beauty is as beauty does. And, and uh, that would kind of prick our conscience and wonder, well, what does mother mean by that? Well, sh- what she was trying to teach us girls is that our appearance is not as important as our character. And she would often also say that a smile is the prettiest thing that we could wear. So between uh, learning some of the rule following uh, at church, the Ten Commandments and the Lord's Prayer, and and having my conscience pricked by my mother, I soon uh, realized that being in relationship with Christ was a great sense of freedom. You know, I don't have to be constantly good all the time because uh, in relationship with Christ, he already knows who I am. He already knows the mistakes I'm going to make. And uh, he has already forgiven me. Yes, we have to walk as as closely as we can to, um, but we do it out of a desire to please him and out of a gratitude in our hearts because of what he did for us. And we can love one another. You know, one of the greatest commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mighty mind, but to love your neighbor as yourself. But we can only do that, Amber, when we understand and know the love of Christ in us. And we love others because he first loved us. Yeah, I I love that. And 
you know, I want to go back to like when you were talking about um, primping and uh, in the mirror and stuff like that. Um, do you have any thoughts, especially growing up and doing the whole pageant thing? You know, I think girls are getting bombarded. Uh, I just was reading this the other day that especially teens, I think it's teens. Well, it might be a little bit even younger. Um, being on social media is really creating a lot of depression. Um, oh, yes. Yes, because there's so much comparison. I mean, there is, yes. there's there's bullying and all that kind of stuff too, but there's the comparison. And then like yes. you were saying, um, taking all the selfies, the filters and stuff like that. So we already had that issue before we even had social media of just dealing with, oh, we need to be beautiful and we need to be a certain um, weight and we need to have a certain body and everybody should look this way in order to be considered beautiful. And then now you're adding social media to everything, um, which I just feel like it just exasperates the whole issue. And so coming at it the way that you are with the experience that you're having, also being a believer, any thoughts on helping moms that are raising girls um, with this whole issue? Because it's going to be hard to escape it. So it's like, okay, how do we navigate this? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Yes. Well, I I did hear even last night on the news that the depression is going up significantly and the threats of suicide and suicide are going up significantly. And a lot of that too is uh, been compounded by uh, COVID, isolation, not being able to go to school, this type of thing. So for the moms, uh, I would encourage them to... um, to really truly love those girls with a non-judgmental love and to continue to work with them and teach them to come to know what it means to not be seeking everyone else's approval in this world. I like what you said that they're bombarded by marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I believe that to be true. A young girl can open a magazine and become depressed within three seconds or 30 seconds. I think that's the statistic I heard recently. And a lot of young girls won't go to school. Dr. Siegel was talking a couple of years ago until they go under the knife for plastic surgery because they don't like the the way they look. Mm. And I mean, the demands on the parents, the parents have to set the standards in the home. Um, one of the scripture verses that I love uh, is uh, in Philippians uh, 4. It says, whatever's lovely, whatever is beautiful, whatever's honorable, think on these things. So help your young girls, your teenage girls, uh, when they're struggling with these issues. Is it honorable? Is it is it uh, lovely? Can you take a measurement and you were saying how you struggled with your weight. Mm-hmm. We can be beautiful on the inside uh, and have that smile. Think about this, Amber. If you are standing in line somewhere and you see a beautiful girl and she's making a scene and demanding her own selfish way, mm-hmm. and then you see another girl who might not be as beautiful in a, in physical appearance, right. but she... Um, she is kind, she's gentle, she has a beautiful smile on her face, she radiates. Mm, yep. Which one of those girls is more beautiful to you? Right. It would be the second girl. Yes, yeah. of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And so we we have to realize that God created us to be who we are 
as we are and accept what he has made us and thank him for it, have that Mm. attitude of uh, uh, gratitude uh, in us for who we are, because not only did he make us the way he did, he's also given us a lot of gifts and talents that we can pursue uh, those gifts and talents that even make us beautiful too in ways. Um, Another thing that I share, I mentor young girls um, in Charlotte uh, where I live. It's a small nonprofit organization, and some of these girls are recovering from drug and alcohol abuse, Mm. sexual abuse, and sex trafficking. And one of the uh, verses that I use with them is Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. So I say to the moms, tell your girls to hold their head up, put their shoulders back, walk in that confidence that God is delivering you from all your fears and he is giving you a radiant face. And that is what is beautiful, that radiant face without any guilt or shame. And that's what's going to take you far in this life. I love that. Yes. And that is so true to, to remember that. And then also to raise our girls with that messaging, you know, um, yes. and that mindset. So I, I, I yes. absolutely love it. Um, so Norma, we're almost at the end of the show. I do want to touch base on the perfection. You know, you were, you were talking about that at the very beginning and, you know, per, pursuing perfection and it can be really damaging and especially as moms. And it's especially so easy to get caught up in that trap around mm. Christmas, right? So here oh, we definitely. are, right? And it's like the moms are running around and it's like they want the best, they want everything. And I just heard this, someone was referencing, you know, when you see commercials right now, it's like you see all the big presents and all the families look like everything's amazing and there's no family dynamic issues. And, um, you know, there's amazing food and, and all this stuff. And then it's like, it kind of like gets in our heads that we're like, yes, we need to have it like this. And we want it to be perfect. And it ends up actually driving, you know, moms insane. I mean, they end up, you end up talking to so many moms, um, And they're just kind of like, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. And, and, you know, and, and it becomes a way of life and it becomes like, yeah, isn't this normal? And yeah. yeah. And so I want to talk to you. It doesn't have to be about Christmas, but I just noticed as we're getting into the season, I think that really kind of kicks in if, if, uh, the perfectionism, trying to wrap the gifts beautifully, getting the, the uh, right present for people, having um, the right food, the house being decorated yes. uh, beautifully, <laughs> everything looking, you know, in place, like no one lives there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your thoughts with perfectionism um, as we end? Well, you just described me and my younger <laughs> life. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 
But uh, I would just say, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Find let it that go. peace and that joy that I was talking about. Yeah. One of the things I wrote in my book, Island Girl, A Triumph of the Spirit, mm. is that there is a big difference between happiness and joy. Yeah. We have such a, a demand on ourselves to pursue happiness and to make everyone around us happy. But we need to be displaying the joy that is deep and that holds us content. Mm. When we have that deep, deep joy in our heart that comes from one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit that I was talking about earlier, there's contentment. There's no stress. There's no anxiety. I know this sounds very simplified, but it does take practice. Mm -hmm. Every time you get anxious, every time you get stressed, repeat it. Do not be anxious for anything, but in all things, by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart, will guard your mind. And if you can uh, start living that in everyday life, that will uh, have a rippling effect in your family. Everybody will be more at peace. I, I know it is. It can happen because it has happened in mm. my life. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome because I do think it's so easy to just get caught up. I always joke about this. It's like when yes. everybody's going to church and you're yelling your head off. You're like, "What yes. is that? You're yelling your head off to go to church. You're like, "Get in the car." You're like, "We're late. What are you wearing?" And you're like, "Now let's go to church." You know what? I know I sound like a little old grandmother, but I am. I'm a little old grandmother with lots of wisdom. And uh, I've been there. I've done all this. And I, I just, uh, I, I know the difference between happiness and joy. And uh, I just want to share that with all of you. So what if you miss a Sunday? You can oh, yeah. miss a Sunday. Of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not about the rules. Yeah. yeah. It's all like, but let's try not to be screaming at each other as we walk <laughs> through the doors. <laughs> I think That's it's just, right. I think it's just a funny joke because I, I feel like this happens to everybody. It's like, That's you're true. trying to go to church. Yeah. You're like losing your marbles. <laughs> but just think about my poor mom and dad with 10 children. I know. I can't. I can't even imagine. any plumbing or, or electricity. Oh, no. God bless them. Uh, um, I wanted to ask you before we end about your book. And so who is this book for? And can you tell us the title again? And I'll put it in the show notes. Yes, the book was written about my life, about growing up on the farm in Prince Edward, about uh, uh, having an accident at age five that almost took my life, mm. about having sexual abuse at age 15, and then about getting into all these beauty pageants and then my life afterwards and, and, and my faith journey mm. and finding that, yes, I had it all when I won the beauty pageant. I had the big house in my second marriage. I had the, um, the everything that we all seek after, but none of it was meaningful to me. So the book is about finding meaning, finding our true shoreline. And, and the place that our heart calls home. So that's about the book. And the book has actually been adapted into a screenplay. Oh, and wow. it is uh, getting closer and closer to being made into a feature film. We're, we've been working diligently on that. And the audience is young girls 
and women mm. to find the, the, their true purpose in life. One of my um, comments on my uh, website is we can be women with a, a meaningful purpose and an extraordinary life. And we do that in relationship with Christ. Mm. I love that. I love that. That's great. I mean, that, that's so exciting to um, yes. have your book go to a movie. Um, I mean, so is it going to be almost exactly from your book or like when it's adapted? Uh, it's, like, how's that look when, when you say that? It's going to be inspired by a Got true it. story. But I, I was just reading the screenplay and working on it before um, we got on the recording. And yeah. it, it does have quite a lot of, of true episodes mm from my book. Oh, wow. But uh, you can find my book on my website, Norma J. Doherty, D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y.com. And there is uh, a place there where you can download a free chapter. Oh, nice. So... Yeah. Yes. I will definitely put that in the show notes. Um, so everybody can see that. Um, Norma, it was so great talking to you. I could just keep talking with you and, and about your stories, uh, but I, I've loved having you on the show today. Thank you, Amber. I appreciate it. And hi to all your moms out there. <laughs> hey, you guys, have you grabbed your free copy of getting back into your routine worksheet yet? If not, make sure to go do so. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash routine and get a copy that teaches you how to easily get back into your routine, no matter if you have to lose weight or not. Sometimes we just get off routine by traveling, stress, family obligations. And you guys know we're going into Christmas. Um, things just change up, right? You're off work. Um, you get out of your normal habits and routines. Maybe you're eating differently and you're just kind of like, you know what? I don't want to go into January 1st feeling like, I am completely out of whack. And so this is a perfect worksheet to have on hand. This is what I love to use when I'm ready to get back onto routine. If I've been traveling or just things have taken over, right? Life has just taken over. Um, this is what I do um, to get after my goals. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week.